In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Peace be with you. Today is the feast day of the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm taking the reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 10. Brothers and sisters, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one, we, though many, are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Joyful, joyful, my dear friends, I often begin each of these high holy days with joyful, joyful, and the most important days of the year with joyful, joyful. And I haven't, I've been hesitating to do that during our pandemic and civil unrest and economic depression, but then I realized that, you know, we can be joyful in the Lord anytime in our lives, no matter what's happening in our lives. So I would ask you, if you're listening to this podcast with someone else, to turn to them now and say, joyful, joyful. And so we do. We celebrate the, the solemnity, the feast day of the most holy body and precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I love the title in English. In Latin, we just say Corpus Christi or body of Christ. But in English, the most holy body and precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And indeed, we celebrate today, and every Christian around the world, Catholic Christian around the world, is celebrating that we receive the very gift of Jesus himself at every Holy Eucharist. In the history of this Holy Eucharist, it has it's had various variations in time about it. You know, in the ancient church, of course, Masses were celebrated in people's homes. And they went on Sunday and celebrated Mass. And at times in the medieval church, people would receive the Holy Eucharist once a year. They'd go to Holy Mass, but <clears throat> once a year they consider themselves worthy enough to receive the Holy Eucharist. You know, in our, to our modern ears, that sounds very strange because all through our lives we've been receiving the Lord every day, if we could, or at least every Sunday. You know, and right now during this difficult pandemic, we've been unable to receive the Lord. Many of you have been unable to receive them, and I know how difficult that is and how hard that is, especially on these high holy days like Easter and Pentecost and, and the, the most holy body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it has been very difficult, but the good news is we're coming back to Masses soon, I think. We're getting very close here at St. Vincent Fair in Chicago, very close to being able to have the celebration of Mass together, to be able to worship God together. And believe me, on that day I will say, joyful, joyful, because it will truly be a joyous time when we can come together again to be with the Lord. So I think we could use this time, before that happens, and a way to enhance and deepen our experience of the Mass a way to look more deeply at the Holy Mass and a way to prepare ourselves to be 
more intently and intentionally focused on what's going on during the Mass. And that's what I'd like to preach about today, ways that we can more intentionally know and see and be aware of what's happening during the Holy Mass. If you remember old-time radio dials, I don't know if they have it anymore, but in the old days you kind of had to tune in that radio station to get the right station. You had to play with it sometimes and go back and forth and finally find the right station and tune right into it. Well, the Mass is something like that, that we, by gift of God, we can tune into this Holy Mass and tune into the deepest reality of what's going on in the world. So let's talk about that today. And the first thing I think the way that helps us tune in is to keep the Trinitarian nature of the Mass in the front of your mind. There's a Trinitarian nature going on, Father, Son, and Spirit. That's for sure. All during the Mass, the prayers are to the Father, through the Son, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Just like all of our prayer in our life should be the same way. To the Father, through the Son, in the unity and the power of the Holy Spirit. The Mass is ultimately very Trinitarian, and it's the way that we are being taught to uh, approach God in this Trinitarian way. The God who is in heaven but is yet dwelling within us as well. Think about too as we come into the church, as we come in and get ready for Mass, that who is there and who are we bringing with us? First of all, bringing with us, you know, we bring with us the whole world to the Mass. We bring with us every person in the world, our family, our friends, our benefactors, all policemen and firemen and homeless people and people in prison and people, uh, prostitutes. In our, in our mind and in our prayer, we bring the whole world to the Mass, the whole world to the foot of the altar. Fulton Sheen used to always say so beautifully that it's as if the Mass is as if a giant hand picks up the cross of Jesus in Jerusalem in 33 AD and picks it up and plants it here in River Forest or plants it in Tokyo or China or France, wherever you happen to be celebrating Mass. We are approaching the foot of the cross. We are approaching Jesus. And not only the cross, my dear friends, but also we become partakers and members of the resurrection of Jesus and the ascension of Jesus and the Pentecost, the sending out of the Holy Spirit. In Mass, we become participants in this. It's like a mystical time travel. We become part of these events at each and every Holy Mass. So we bring everyone that we can think of to this Holy Mass. And who's there? Of course, we know the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are there. Again, and so is then the Blessed Virgin Mary because she's in union with God. So she's at every Mass. And when the Trinity is there and Mary is there, of course the angels are there. And the saints are there. At Mass, heaven and earth come together and all the people in the world are in heaven are there. My mom used to tell me to please invite people to Mass. Invite your deceased family, friends, relatives to Mass and they come there and they worship God with us because heaven and earth come together at the Holy Mass. And so we are there with the angels and the saints and our deceased family and friends 
and benefactors are there with us at each Holy Mass. My acronym for the rest of the homily today is Brother Prax, B-R-P-A-C-T-S, Brother Prax. This is an acronym for how we might prepare for Mass, how we might be more intentionally tuned into Mass. And the first letter is B, and B is for God's blessing, for the loving Father's blessing. We come to Mass, and we are hoping for and seeking out the blessing of the Father, all the beautiful blessings that the loving Father wants to give us at this Holy Mass. We are to be desiring them and asking that we are able to receive the blessings that God has for us at this Mass and for the people that we have brought with us in our intentions, our family, friends, and benefactors, that all of us can receive the blessing of God. R is for reparation. Part of our motive for being at Mass is we are making reparation for the times that we have sinned, the times that we have ignored God, the times that we have not done the right thing. So we're making reparation. We're giving God this hour, this time. We're making a fast before, before Mass. We're, we're offering to God our lives at each and every Mass. We're offering Him our work and our study and our prayer and all the things that happened to us. And part of that is for reparation for the times we have failed to love God as we should. As we say in the, in the <clears throat> Confidior, you know, for what I have done, what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. But not only for ourselves, we're also making reparation for, again, the people we have brought to the Mass with our intention, our family, friends, benefactors, whoever it might be. We are bringing them to the Mass too and making reparation for them. Then the next two are praise and adoration. They go together. So we're at Mass, we're praising God, we're adoring God, we're loving God, we're offering God a, a sacrifice of praise and our singing and our prayer and the incense and the beauty of the church, all that is being offered to God for praise and adoration. And also at Mass, we're offering God contrition, that's the sea. We are sorry for our sins. Uh, we make reparation, that's true, but we also want to tell God that we're sorry for our sins and that we recognize our need to repent, our need to be purified of these sinful aspects of our life. And we're telling God that we're sorry and asking for the grace to overcome the different faults of our life. And then T is Thanksgiving. So we're also thanking God at Mass for all the gifts we have received from God. Every good gift comes from above, excluding life. So we're thanking God for our life, for our family, for our friends, for our job, even for our crosses. You know, those crosses are given to us in life, and they bring us closer to God. They help us make the next step that we need to make to be closer to God. So we even thank God for our crosses. And we are grateful. Even the name Mass itself, the name Eucharist, has this meaning of being thankful, this attitude of gratitude for all that God has given us. And the last one is S, supplication. We are also there to intercede for people. As Catholic Christians especially, we have a greater knowledge of the world, a greater knowledge of God's will, a greater knowledge of what God would have us to be through the church 
and the popes and the saints and all the resources we have at, at hand, we have this greater knowledge. And so with this greater knowledge comes a greater responsibility to really intercede for the world. We intercede at the Mass for all the world, all the people in the world, even our enemies. We intercede for them to bring them to the cross, to bring them to the Mass for the transformation of the world. Brother Prax, blessing, reparation, praise, adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication. You can use this acronym yourself as you come into the church and you prepare to receive the Mass, and you intend to receive the graces of that Holy Mass. Homework for this week, my dear friends. I have to give you homework today. The first one is read John chapter 6. It's all about the Eucharist. Or read the Catechism of the Catholic Church starting at 1400. Catechism of the Catholic Church, 1400, is about the Eucharist. Or... Read something this week about the life of St. Anthony of Padua. He is a big deal, you know. He's a big deal here at St. Vincent Ferrer in River Forest. We have a statue of him out here. People come to him all the time and pray. They leave flowers to him. He's been a big deal in my life. Look at his life. Look at something in his life. Maybe God will use his life to teach you something that you need to do in your life. When we study the lives of the saints... We learn how to get to heaven because they got there and they show us. And the more saints that we know, the more that we can see that pattern of holiness and we can enter into our goal in life, which is union with God. Union with God. So today we are joyful and we are grateful and we are looking forward to the Holy Eucharist and our, we're looking forward to being together again as a family, the family of God worshiping, praising God together, all the things that we can do as a family in the same place. And God willing, it'll be soon. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.